Hello, my name's Frank and I'm the host of the UFO Thinker podcast. I'd always been mildly interested in UFOs, but like many people, the events of 2017 ignited a fire of curiosity for the UFO topic, which has been raging ever since. I wanted to start a podcast, but initially thought, well, I'm not an astrophysicist, I'm not a fighter pilot, and I've never even seen a UFO. I'm just a normal guy who's interested in this mystery. But that's when a light bulb went off. There are so many other people just like me who are fascinated with this stuff. So why not start a podcast to talk about it from the ordinary guy's perspective? All the BS stripped away, as a few people have said. And let's see if we can get to the truth in all of this. Thanks to everyone who's been on board with the journey so far. It's been amazing to see so many listeners tuning in. And if you're new here, welcome. You can now support the podcast on Patreon with tiers starting from £3 per month. The podcast will always be 100% free, but supporting the show in this way allows me to devote more time and make the show bigger and better. Higher tiers also include special benefits such as being able to suggest episode topics and get merchandise. And I really truly appreciate every listener whether you support on Patreon or not. So now with all of that said, let's get into today's episode. So I'd like to welcome to the show today, Charlotte, aka Thunderbird. How are you doing hey. today? Hi, great, thank you. Thank you so much for having me. That's all right. I'm just pleased my mic works and everything. Yeah, we're all good. The technology is, is all in order and uh, I've got me a, a, a cup of Yorkshire tea today. Me too. Uh, yeah, <laughs> got, there we go. Got to be done. The yeah, proper northern way to start the day. <laughs> oh yes, that's what it's all about. The problem that um, we've got is we're audio only, but... I, you can see me, but I can't see what your video is showing. So I don't know how much of my like washing and spare room stuff is in the background. <laughs> <laughs> oh, you're all good. No, don't worry about it. I can just see some pretty cool guitars and things like that. So we should be, <laughs> I think we're fine. But it's yeah, for the, lis- the listeners will just be getting audio anyway. So Brilliant. it's all good. Hey, everyone. Um, yeah. So, so I know you as a, a sort of regular contributor to UFO Twitter and we yeah. recently you know virtually met on the uh calling all beans podcast That's and of it, course yeah. you are a fellow northerner as well yeah <laughs> <laughs> I. <laughs> but for the uh for the listeners and uh, also for me i guess so i can learn a bit more about you yeah. can you give us a bit of background of of what got you into the ufo topic and i suppose just about yourself in general really if that's cool yeah sure sure um so i was sort of born like you know in 77 so through the 80s growing up i was kind of reading books you know here and there about paranormal stuff as we all did probably you know and you got the odd mention of um spontaneous human combustion you got a bit about ufos it was usually a picture of a hoax one (laughs) and you just kind of came away in that era thinking oh i wish it was real probably isn't um through the 90s i got into 14 times magazine so i used to read that at uni and stuff i went to huddersfield uni so i was a bit nearer your way on um and just sort of followed all the topics i'm really glad i read that publication actually because there's a lot of people and a lot of topics that pop up on the ufo and uap stuff that I've already read about before so it's kind of like been a good grounding really but always fascinated never seen anything myself to my knowledge um of UAP 
and then just in lockdown really just got into the whole rabbit hole again (laughs) through Joe Rogan podcasts you know spending too much time at home sat around and just just going down all the rabbit holes we could really me and my fellow the same he has had some sort of experience whereas I haven't but um both very interested and yeah we just I got onto the Twitter side and then just kind of went from there and thought, actually, I can kind of perhaps support some of these people who were doing a lot of the work and maybe use my music and get it out there as well. So that's kind of the angle I've come in on is like a sort of always been into it. But yeah, obviously things have changed a lot in the last few years. So I had a little bit of catching up to do and, you know, I don't know how a lot of it passed me by in the in the sort of few years before, like 2017 stuff. Um, but yeah, I'm sort of back up to speed, I guess, from the last couple of years. So that's kind of where I'm at. Uh, but yeah, yeah I'm a piano teacher as well by trade. So that's what I do in the day in composition and stuff, you know, and bands, all that. Yeah, yeah, brilliant. No, it's it's really interesting because um, so many people who I've spoken to on the podcast yeah. are saying the same kinds of things that, you know, really? especially from the UK, like back in the day, yeah. it used to be pretty F2. hard work to find anything like proper <laughs> factual, didn't it? And it was just yeah. like... You come up against loads of dead ends, you know, you're looking into stuff yeah. really, really interested in the idea of it all, but it's totally. a, you end up just going like, oh, it's another fake bit of footage or it's, you know. Exactly. You can't yeah, find but- anything of any substance. And and it's yeah. recently, it's the, the Joe Rogan podcast, again, was yeah. a big one for me mm. and, and a lot of people I've spoken to. And that yeah. sort of came about round about the time of the New York Times article and TTSA yeah. and all the rest of it as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So all of a sudden, there's this new wave of people who got interested or got reinterested again. Sort That's of it. Yeah, yeah, I kind you... of feel sorry for the older school ones as well, because I'm sure there were so many people on UFO Twitter years ago, and they were probably a nice little tight core of people. There's probably all these new people, and I'm probably one of them in a way, and I see it, you know, you get a lot of new folks, but, you know, I kind of don't have an issue with that, because I think, well, some people are old, you know, they're sort of like from it before, and they're just dipping back into it like me. And then some people are just totally new to the topic and we've got to kind of spread the word. So I don't get too wound up by that, but I I bet it's been a bit weird for some people. (laughs) Yeah, definitely. And I think that's probably what it was a case of as well. Like back in the day, like say 10, 15 years ago or whatever, there was like a a core community, wasn't there? But it was unless you knew where to look, you were going to be doomed to going down them dead ends that we talked about yeah. of like watching documentaries that turn out to be nonsensical yeah, and stuff yeah. and blah 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 but <laughs> there probably was like you said 14 times I've heard of that but I, I never read it or anything oh, like that but I'm sure yeah, there was weird. it's another one of them and if you know that it's there you can you yeah. can really get some good info but it's really hard to find whereas it's a lot yeah. easier now isn't it that's it. It's funny. I mean, like some of the names that I've heard on UFO Twitter are names that I read about in the 90s and 2000s in 14 times. So I'm sure I'd already heard of Black Vault. I'd heard of John Greenwald. And then there was a few others that have popped up from time to time. And I'm thinking, I remember reading about this, even like things like Bob Lazar. I'd sort of remembered reading about this guy who was meant to have worked in part of Area 51 or whatever or near you know, before they'd, he'd come out with his name and stuff. So I was I was, I was quite on it then, but then I, I've had to kind of realise, oh, that was that, you know, and it's quite, been, you know, been quite an interesting sort of journey trying to piece things together again. Yeah, John Greenwald's been around for a long, long time now, hasn't yeah. he? So I'm, he must yeah. have been involved in all that, that the core people who've been doing it yeah. for pretty much decades, isn't it? Yeah, you was know? it like 30 or even, yeah, 30 years plus, I think he's been working on that FOIA stuff, hasn't he? So, yeah. yeah. Just, just while I remember as well, it's funny you mentioned about spontaneous human combustion because yeah. I remember <laughs> reading about that like years ago. I totally forgot all about it. Yeah, you never hear about it though. 
No, no, it's it's a, it's a funny one, that isn't it? What do you think yeah. was the case with that then? Do you think there's anything to it, or do you think it was just like a kind of a hype story that went around? I'm not sure, to be honest. I think, you know, possibly, I suppose, thinking about my own family, there was a kind of time where it's sort of traditional to sort of for old ladies to heat one room and be quite close to a fire in nylon tights. So, you know, I don't know whether that would lead to that kind of specific sort of phenomenon or or not, but it's just, it's funny that you don't hear about it so much now. So maybe it's, yeah, people sort of have central heating more now and things like that. I don't know. I was Mm -hmm. no, it was one of those things like everything else in that field, you know, anything paranormal, it was kind of like, well, we can't know any more than these random pictures. Are they even real? And I found it a bit discouraging in a way. It's like, oh, I bet it's none of it's real. <laughs> but now, yeah. obviously, things have changed a lot, and it's like, hang on. So, yeah, I don't know about that one. Yeah, never heard yeah. any more about it since the 90s, really. You know, it just occurred to me, I mean, again, you know, I don't know this to be uh, the explanation mm. behind spontaneous human combustion, but yeah. there was a case of a guy um, a, f- a few years back now who was using, I think it was um, Sudacrem, it's like oh, a yeah. type of type yeah, of cream, yeah. and and if you, apparently what happened with this guy is he used a lot of pseudocreme and it's got paraffin or something in it. Oh and yeah, he, he ended up sitting too close to a fire, oh, and he, he ended up, you know, obviously, sadly, yeah, he ended yeah, yeah. up uh, setting himself on fire. I think yeah. while he was asleep or something, he he died God. from it. So I don't know, maybe it's an element of that. Just old school creams that used paraffin. And the fact that there were a lot of open fires back then. Who knows? I don't know. Yeah, it's a really weird one, isn't it? Why yeah. just the legs and the slippers? You know, I don't, I don't know. I, yeah, I've just seen a lot of old ladies in my family sitting very close with the bottoms of their legs to the fire, but then you think they would be the first bit that would burn, so. So, yeah, really, really bizarre. Yeah. Anyway. We'll have to look into that, won't we? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but, um, yeah, you mentioned about um, your, your fella's uh, experiences. So what yeah. was the story with that then? Um, well, that was just um, him and some friends when they were kind of 14, 15, and I think it was like at least one friend. And I've been trying to sort of research sort of since then who was there, what happened. They were in Louth um, in Lincolnshire near where we live. That's where we all went to school. Um, and I think they were just looking in the sky at a play park and um, they saw something. Uh, one of our friends describes it really vividly, like he remembers it exactly. He's an artist, so he's quite visual. My fella's a lot sketchier on it and he says he's not sure if he can trust what he remembers. But he remembers seeing something in the sky, some sort of light that moved in a way that made him think, hang on, that isn't one of ours. So I think when he heard about the right angle manoeuvres and stuff with all the Luella Zondo stuff and the five observables, that rang true with him. He thought, oh, I think that's something like what I saw. There were some jets scrambled maybe after as well up there. So it made them all suspicious. Our friend describes it as an, a rectangular orange cloud shooting out orange orbs. So, I mean, whether that was flares, we don't know. The, the weird thing, though, that I experienced with him, the next day he was telling me at school at the bus stop, because um, we've been friends since we were like 14 and he said um you know yada yada we saw this thing and I was like all right okay whatever and he said you'll know if something weird happened really because we'll see the army come past soon and with that literally an army truck came past us so I do remember that happening so there's some weirdness we don't know what happened you know I can't establish even who was there exactly because people's memories are so sketchy like I say one remembers it really well my fella's not so sure what he saw so 
yeah interesting <laughs> yeah and the, that's the thing with these kinds of things that they're all in yeah. regardless of what's behind it they're all interesting mysteries aren't they mm. you know whether, whether it was some kind of military yeah. exercise or whether it was something anomalous it's that's always it. fascinating to try and get to the bottom of it isn't it a bit of a bit of Sherlock yeah. Holmes type of stuff going that's on it. and I wanted to be able to do that and I thought oh yeah I can find out the facts here and I, even just establishing what year it happened in was really hard and he was going oh well it was the year this film came out so it's probably 92 and then no one agreed everyone had different guesses so I've just sort of like abandoned this since and just thought oh I'm probably never gonna know so yeah <laughs> and yeah, yeah you mentioned you mentioned that you do music so you, do you do um yeah. music for some UFO related like shows and stuff as well I seem to remember yeah. reading that on Twitter that's it I mean because I've, I've, I've always done kind of um band work but um in the last few years I've kind of gone as like a full-time musician I've been teaching piano and I do composition work for people and session work so there was times when I've done sort of like podcast music before I got back into this and then once I got back onto the topic I just sort of started thinking right you know I've got some music I've already made so Olaf Rockner used a few of my tracks for his videos easy because they're already there you know no copyright issues and then yeah dj from calling all beings we were, i was chatting to them i think I, th- I think i said to Stephen greer's flair you know i was like yo flair let me know if you want to do some collaborations because he's a musician and he just asked me would i do some music for them so i tried something and they liked it deb's day to dojo is associated to them so she got me to do some sort of karate kid style meditative stuff which i've done my own album of anyway that kind of stuff so um, yeah, and then the Zignal and I are chatting about some stuff for another podcast he's doing. So it's quite interesting and exciting, really. But I just like to get it out there and try and support them because I think, well, I can't do the podcast really myself and do all the research I'd like to, but I can do this. So, you know. Yeah, it's just, it's hard to find time to do the research, isn't, isn't it? it, really? You've, you've really yeah. got to, I mean, I find like my approach with it has been. Because I mean, I'm I'm sort of um, relatively new. You know, you were saying over the years you've sort of dipped yeah. into the, the yeah. UFO topic and stuff, and you probably kept on uh, in the the more credible side of the news um, more yeah. than I did. Because I was totally out of it, basically just watched the occasional you know sci-fi yeah. movie and be fascinated by the whole thing. Yeah, but really, well, kind of got got involved in 2017 and gradually right. got more and more you know involved as yeah, I went along. Yeah. What I've tried to do is there's so much stuff to look into. It can be a bit overwhelming, can't it? So I've tried to just deep dive into a few areas and know a lot about a few cases rather than knowing a little bit about all of them. That's good. It's it's hard to know where to focus your your energy, isn't it, with what what stuff to look into and all the rest of it. Yeah, totally. I I, I was thinking last night in bed, you know, I've been reading Ross Coulthard's book and I'm about halfway through and I thought, God, if I speak to you about that and you ask me about it, there's so much information it's so great you know it's brilliantly written but I can't retain it all you know all the different things it talks about you know it all resonates and some of it I've heard of and some of I hadn't but yeah it's so hard to keep that information in your head isn't it all of it you know on the whole thing and you know what sticks is just you know random isn't it really so yeah really difficult with that I think I agree you probably have to kind of focus in on one bit and yeah I'm sort of yeah it's difficult and you have to have time away as well don't you really from it and not think about it for a bit that's very that's very true as well yeah you have to you can get sort of um you know fully down the rabbit hole can't you and and lose perspective so it's always good to just kind of go out and get a bit of fresh air now and again so it is yeah and and also i think it like takes time for the ideas ideas to settle in your brain a little bit so you can kind of go off on a 
tangent of like, oh God, I think it might be looking like it's this, you know, now. And then you've got to let it settle. So like you come back to the center and just think, right, I don't know still, but that's one thing I've looked at. So it's in my head. (laughs) So yeah, it's quite good to do that. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, just speaking of uh, of Ross Coulter, obviously amazing yeah. book in plain sight. Yeah. Um, yeah. I don't think I've told anybody this yet, but I'm actually speaking to Ross Coulter on the podcast next week. Are you? Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> so, that's so, so that's good. Gonna, I'm going to have to try and get him to drop a few swear words in there because he's well, well known for his fantastic swearing. <laughs> and it sounds great, doesn't it, as well when he does? Yeah, yeah it's awesome. Um, on, on that topic, I have his book here, but I also have one called Hiding in Plain Sight, which is not the same book, but also another good book. Um, I don't know if you've come across this guy online, Scott Gearin. Can't say I have, no. He's a former military in America, and he's he just had a really bizarre sighting. I don't know. You might have seen pictures of it. I'm just trying. Oh, there's one on the cover. I don't know if you can see it anywhere. Yeah, yeah. But, yeah, it's pretty weird. And um, it was kind of stationary for about two or three hours. So it looks like a silver kite, but it was really high up and stationary in Florida. So he sent me this for free just because I was willing to chat to him and go, what the hell is this? And he's really perplexed. So I find him really interesting to talk to. So I'm trying to say to people like DJ on Calling All Beings, get this guy on. He'll be interesting because he's a former pilot and stuff. Oh, right. I've, so, I've, yeah. I've never never heard of him, but I'll definitely look yeah. into that. It sounds really interesting. Yeah, I mean, he's, you know, he's a normal chap. He's not, you know, like a sort of UFO researcher per se, but he's just doesn't know what this was. And he, he can't get any answers from anyone. He spoke to quite a few high up people and never there's never quite an answer really you know for him so he's like he thinks someone knows maybe what it is which is interesting right and is that um uh is that something he saw whilst he was flying or something he saw just that was on the ground ground? yeah Yeah. so i think he was in a building and um yeah he just sort of he he could barely see a, a dot of light but he had a really good lens and he zoomed in on it and stuff and um yeah it's just weird it kind of morphs from this weird silvery shape into like a the smoke ring thing that you see in a lot of uap footage and then it goes back within about 12 seconds to this sort of thing it's really weird so that's Mm. like quite interesting to me and he he seems like a really sound guy he's at least got some kind of you know he's a trained observer in lots of respects he has been in the air force he spent a lot of time in britain as well he's really happy to chat to people so oh cool that's uh, definitely an avenue to to look at I know, yeah. Bless him. Send him it for free as well. So oh, that's cool. Yeah, I'll, but yeah, I'll, I'll definitely look into that. So, so do you have any specific sort of sightings or uh, crash retrieval cases or like abduction cases that you've sort of looked into in particular that you that you find particularly interesting that you sort of keep going back to or anything like that? There's one really for me. So, like, um, that I got involved in because um, when I'd sort of got back into this, I started YouTubing sort of and searching for UFO videos. And um, I just kept putting in like UFO, you know, UFO video. And then one had popped up in Grimsby, which is like seven miles north of where I am. That's like my hometown. And um, it popped up in like the local telegraph, you know, Grimsby telegraph. And I just kind of dismissed it as like, yeah, whatever it won't be. And then I think later that week or a couple of days after it, I'd noticed this was on April the 22nd that had happened. I noticed another one had happened in Rochdale and that was in their paper and it looked like the same thing. And then I started like searching for more and more videos from that date and I found four in the end and it looked like the same object. And I thought, God, it can't be me, like a piano teacher in Britain who's noticed there's all these sightings of the same thing in the UK. Well, apparently it was me, only me that noticed it. So I asked the Zignal, who was one of the few people I spoke to, who should I talk to about this? Because I want to, I've analysed this and looked at the times. 
it was almost like they were one after each other every 40 minutes in a sort of three hour window on the same day. It was really weird. Um, so he said, get in touch with Ash Ellis from UFO Identified. Um, so I've spoke to him and we did like a joint report in the end. So that was interesting. Um, but I keep going back to that because me, neither me nor Ash could really come up with anything beyond it's not a balloon, but it looks a bit like a balloon. So, and then I'm thinking about, right, what about, you know, the um, geomagnetic storms and stuff that day? There was a bit of sort of activity with that. What about earthquakes? You know, I'm trying to just think, rack my brain for like explanations, why this weird pattern around the country? So that's the one that I can't forget about and I keep going back to. So one of the really interesting things about that kind of study was that the guy in Grimsby who saw the Grimsby one had marked it in his calendar to look for UFOs because he'd seen one the year before on that day. So super weird. And he's like a football dad, normal guy. He's not into UFOs. I've got him on Twitter actually now. But um, yeah, really interesting. So I'd like to do a bit more on that really. And just, I don't know what the hell it was. It's like one of those, you know, tumbling white bean shapes that look a bit self-luminescent. Yeah, I see, I see. I've read the report, but it's been a little yeah. while, so I can't remember the specifics of yeah. it. But, yeah, it's my one as well, which is just those four, I think. But yeah, it's like what is it like a silvery white kind of blob type of thing? Yeah, like a white blob. I, I, I think people would say an orb, but it looked more like a bean shape, and it was just constantly tumbling, like you would expect a plastic bag or something in the wind. Only it stayed in the same spot, at sort of for, say forty minutes, you know, on average, something like that. And then they looked quite low altitude, you know, maybe 500 feet, 1,000 feet tops. Hard to gauge. But above a hospital, above a Morrison's in Lanarkshire, uh, you know, it's like really random places. It's like, what is it? You know, I just I find that really fascinating. Is it this sort of plasma weather phenomenon that, you know, you hear banded around from our report? And I don't know. I don't know. I'm just really fascinated to know what it is, you know. Mm. Weird. Yeah, the plasma weather phenomenon or atmospheric phenomenon yeah. thing is something that comes up now and again isn't it and that's yeah. something in the um in the the uk's uh, report the countdown yeah. report yeah it, it mentions about things like that the plasma yeah. thing and all the rest of yeah it. dusty plasmas buoyant plasmas whatever yeah have you have you looked into that much then the different types of plasma and whatnot i've tried to yeah a little bit we like within the uh i've got a science degree god you'd think i'd probably understand this stuff better but um no I, yeah just don't get it it's so far out in it but um yeah i've tried to look into that so i've looked at like even the, just the terminology you know in the in the report i think they used buoyant plasma but that was really just a suggestion of a phenomenon it could be that they didn't really understand although it looked like they'd also looked at it a lot so that's a bit weird then yeah i've read about dusty plasmas but it's really hard and what I found is like there doesn't seem to be much research on atmospheric plasmas that are in the low atmosphere at all on the internet you can't find it whatever you put in there's very few things and I'd love to speak to plasma physicists and I know people like David Clark was it had who was um he was talking about the Condine report and he has spoken to plasma physicists who kind of poo-pooed a lot of that I think so really interesting. So yeah, is it something that can exist at low altitudes? Is it a real thing? What are we talking about? Yeah, so I don't know if complex plasmas and dusty plasmas are the same thing, but whenever I read about them, it talks about the ionosphere like higher up. So it, again, it's one of those things where you look into it, and the more you look into it, the more you don't get it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That, well, that's pretty much been my experiences with it. I didn't yeah. get it to start with, and the more, more I look into yeah. it, the, I get it even less <laughs> as, you, as you go along. I know. 
yeah fascinating but yeah don't get it I've got a mate um I always talk about my friend Dom he's um the grandson of the Rendlesham vicar vicar Bailey uh Reverend Bailey who was there at the time of that incident so he's just working on some research on that with his family and trying to find out some alternative facts that have come from his side but he's really interested in the plasma stuff in terms of that laser-induced plasma weapons and cold plasmas. And he's convinced everything, like the gimbal and everything, is that. Whereas, you know, I think that's perhaps could be an explanation of a small percentage, but I'm not even sure that's really feasible. So, yeah, interesting. We're always talking about it. But I think the signal also has mentioned plasma stuff. I think a lot of us think there's something key in there about plasma, but we don't really understand it enough to know what it is. Yeah. So do you have any speculation at this stage as to how the plasma thing links? Like, it's difficult, isn't it? But is it like a, the plasma is created potentially as a side effect of some extraterrestrial technology? Or or is, is it more likely to be, you know, just sort of a, a naturally occurring phenomenon that's like some magnetism thing within certain parts of the Earth's crust or something? Or, or all yeah. of the above? Sort of yeah, thing? I try to think of all the things and then combine them as well into like crazy mixtures. And yeah, I think there's like, I suppose you've got a, a purely atmospheric weather type thing, you know, like we've got Aurora, we've got Sprites, things like that. We do find new things out sometimes, don't we? But I'd be surprised if it was that. But I think, yeah, dusty particles in the atmosphere can certainly interact. But, you know, I'm not sure that explains it. But then I think, oh, what if it's like a probe made of plasma by an intelligence here or from elsewhere? What if... Is it an intelligent plasma like the Hestalen work almost seemed to suggest and hint at? Could you have something that's intelligent and plasma? I don't know. It sounds insane, doesn't it, when you say mm. it? But, you know, that's where I'm thinking. Is it, yeah, natural natural to this earth? Is it intelligent? Does it just look intelligent? I don't know. I just, yeah. yeah, I think there's always that possibility, like you say, about yeah. things that, that sound insane. Still have to yeah. be considered, don't they? Because yeah. it's like I've, yeah. I've been talking on the podcast a lot recently yeah. about like, the the sheer amount of time that that we estimate the universe as the universe has been here it's like something like seven yeah. billion years or something like that i forget the yeah. exact number so surely the statistical probability that if there is some other intelligence that has developed mm. somewhere out there it's probably not going to be in the same bracket as us is it it's probably it could be a million years ahead of us yeah and or is, it could exist it, in a million years yeah yeah exactly yeah. And is it isn't it like um, at least possible that in a million years worth of say the the track that we're on, you know, as long as we don't wipe ourselves out or get yeah. wiped out by something, you know, mm-hmm. is it possible that we yeah. could come up with some kind of uh, purely kind of like plasma based technology which doesn't need a physical component to it, and and they could actually be vehicles, but they appear to us as some kind of weird rippling plasma yeah, thing. exactly. That's it. You know, I'm totally open to all of that. I think, you know, the scientists always used to say, oh, it'd be so unlikely that something existed at the same time and the speed of light travel issues, you know, but we don't know everything yet. So, yeah, maybe there could be something or maybe it's like something that someone sent to just check us out and monitor us. I've read a little bit about that control theory thing as well, like it's something kicking in that's natural to Earth to protect it or something. So mm. yeah, I, all the, I'm totally open to all of these things. I just keep trying to sort of take these ideas and just plop them in my head and let them float around and try not to go down any one angle and sort of decide too firmly because the evidence just didn't really there, is it either way? So yeah, the orbs thing, the plasma orbs yeah. thing is something mm-hmm. that 
that I've tried to avoid at first because I don't know. It's like yeah. especially when you when you look on Twitter, there's a lot of people yeah. who post pictures of quote unquote orbs, which are actually yeah. just like out of focus dust particles and stuff. You know, yeah. like um, you know, yeah, artifacts like, of film or whatever. It yeah, might be like with CCTV. Yeah, so yeah. orbs can can refer to that. Yes, but it can also yeah. refer to things like, for example, the thing that was mentioned in the. Um, skinwalkers at the pentagon book yeah. and whatnot of the yeah, like the orbs that, of light. yeah yeah the, the orbs that supposedly kind of went through that guy's arm and and caused yeah. like actual physical um you know damage to him and, yeah. and really serious health yeah. issues and you know other people like john ramirez has said that the the witnessed orbs um on in the infrared spectrum yeah, through yeah. satellites and things like that so that's yeah. a different class of orbs isn't it really so they're yeah all, i know what you're saying yeah what they people all kind consider of spiritual under. orbs <laughs> yeah that's yeah. it yeah yeah but the, the, the orbs thing there's something there with with the you know the more sort of factual based stuff yeah. that you hear about totally i, I don't know if you've seen uh, just my videos sean um on mm. twitter he posts a lot and i think a lot of people think they're orbs at first glance but he always explains that what he's seeing generally is craft with a light under it but you can't sort of tell on the sort of videos as much but he's one where early days i'd see his videos and be like oh yeah whatever and then like when i actually sort of try and examine my brain and what because you know my brain just goes oh that's obviously planes but then you look at it and you just think, well, I don't know what planes look like in all different scenarios. I have no idea what a plane or a helicopter looks like at different. I've seen them at night, but it doesn't mean I know all the kind of ways they could look. And then when I look at his videos and I chat to him, I've just tried to take what he's saying at face value because, you know, it doesn't appear like he's trying to sort of, you know, lie to anybody. He's just presenting what he's seeing. He hasn't got an explanation. He checks things out really thoroughly, but a lot of people have given him crap for it, really. But mm. he does check things out. And now I'm just trying to think, right, accept what he's saying. And then it makes you ask the right questions then rather than just your brain going, no, no, it's something else. Yeah, you know? I must admit, I was the same. I've seen his, his clips popping up yeah. um, a few times yeah, and initially. Lad. It did look a bit like a plane, but then again, like I say, the more I've looked into what he's saying, he he does yeah. actually check things out on flight trackers and whatnot as well. Yeah, and I know everything isn't on there, but he's aware of that, isn't he? And I think it's he just I asked him what makes you know it's kind of something that's interacting with you, and he just says, you know, I, I go out there and then it appears. So he knows now he's tested it to him. So, you know, I take his what he's saying at face value because you know that's all you can do really isn't it as well I, i'm not there so i don't know so i think a lot of the debunkers should really try and take that approach a bit more and just think do i really know you know it's like the whole thing about look at these weird rocks on mars you know unless you've studied rocks a lot you don't know how weird rocks are <laughs> you know so i don't know yeah just try and be open really and just take people as they are you know because most people aren't lying about stuff yeah that's it it's it's the ce5 thing as well that kind of yeah. links in with the orbs thing the orbs tend to be something that occurs quite regularly for people yeah. who do ce5 yeah. what, what do you think of of that side of things with the yeah i think it's really interesting the consciousness stuff we were chatting about this last night about you know sort of um, i think it's when sean cahill had mentioned on that um chat with Vinny and lou elizondo and the signal he was talking about um weird stuff happening and we were going down that route more rather than orbs and ce5 but yeah mm. it to me it seems like there's something going on more than just the visual stuff that's being seen is it a mental thing is the mental thing instigating seeing the things i don't know i don't know what to make of it to be honest it's it's like when people say oh once you've seen a ufo then you get all these weird things happen 
how is that? You know, how does that work? Are ghosts just a part of that sort of thing or a poltergeist real, but it's part of the same thing? I find that all really fascinating, but yeah, I just have no idea really. I think, you know, with the CE5 thing, obviously you've got some of the more questionable people who are trying to make money and, you know, whether those aren't orbs or are just flares, I don't know. But I think for most people, when they've seen orbs, they've seen something weird, you know. I don't know if it's ball lightning. I don't know if it's something conscious, what it is. So just, yeah, who knows? <laughs> it's, it's, it's a real tricky one to get to the bottom of. I mean, yeah. it's, you know, initially, again, one of them things, when I first started looking at this, I was, like a lot of people, very nuts and yeah. bolts based. I wanted to see sources that made out of metal and yeah. I don't want to deal with the weirdness <laughs> yeah. but obviously you, you soon know, realize it's not that black or white exactly yeah <laughs> you know it, it's, it's and then you're just kind of trying to make sense of of what you're hearing I mean it's like yeah. um you hear people like James Iandoli really knowledgeable guy really yeah. credible you know <clears throat> just doesn't seem instinctively to be the sort of person who would just make no. up a story for any reason and, no, and people the things aren't. that he talks about you know he sees these orbs you know and, and yeah. they do things that are unexplainable and yeah. some of the video footage that i've seen definitely doesn't look like a plane i mean i, I can't say what it is but yeah it certainly doesn't it. appear to be a plane as far as no. the planes that i've seen you know some of the ones that change direction and things yes. like that yeah just baffling that's- I know, and that's it. I think a lot of people are aware of these things, aren't they? They are aware that things can look weird and they can change direction and, you know, they can be flashing, but you might not see some of the flashing because they're changing, you know, the sort of, you know, orientation or whatever. You get these things. You know, I've I've seen two red flashing lights near us and it's some sort of military exercise and it was only red lights and it meant that because they were flashing not in sync, it looked like something, you know, darting about. Uh. So you can see weird things, but... You know, I think a lot of people are aware of the range of things they could see in the sky and what they might look like. And I think when people sort of flag up there's something weird, I think oftentimes it is something weird. I think sometimes it's stars that look weird and they look like they move and they don't. And But usually I think I just try to think, actually, yeah, a lot of people do know when something's weird. Yeah. <laughs> so I try and yeah. trust people more now. Well, that's it. You've got to have a bit of faith in other humans, haven't you? you yeah. Know, with, yeah. To a certain extent. But um, there's like definitely people who you know who have questionable motives as well like you yes, said so it's trying to find that that balance isn't it yeah but and I, even yeah go on yeah sorry yeah i was gonna say i, I did like um a, a ce5 experiment which i talked oh, about yeah. on, the, on the podcast yeah very difficult to do in the north of the uk <laughs> because yeah. I, the idea was that every night for a month i was going to go outside at the yeah. same time do a little bit of like kind of basic meditation and yeah, look yeah. up and see what I saw and stuff like yeah. that problem is about 70% of the time it was either raining or extremely yeah. cloudy so, <laughs> yeah. so unfortunately yeah. we've not got the best like atmospheric conditions in the UK have we yeah I suppose I mean I think just my videos would probably say don't let that deter you because I think he's had cloudy bits and they still sees stuff so I yeah. don't know but yeah I know what you mean I'm not very good at going outside when it's cold and dark but I do look outside certain windows quite regularly or quite a lot. And the more I look out, the more I see stuff like random meteors in the same place. So I don't know. I don't know. But yeah, I think that is really interesting. Did you see yeah. anything much that you thought, oh, that's a bit weird? I saw, I saw loads of stuff, but none of it yeah. was anomalous as such. It was yeah. kind of like, but what, what really uh, hit me when I was doing it was there were so many times I saw something, you know, when you're looking to see something anomalous, yeah. it's very easy to make the link between something yeah. not anomalous that you think, you know, totally. initially kind of all. There's a few moments of like looking at something 
and uh, yeah. all the hairs on the back of my neck go up and you think, yeah. oh my God, this is it, this is it. racing. Yeah, and then, I've had that, yeah. And then it dawns on you, oh, actually, it's, it's a nothing. planet. Yeah, there was, <laughs> yeah, there was a couple of satellites that looked really weird. And yeah. I didn't know how weird some satellites can look, especially if you zoom in on them. You know, really? things like ah, as, yeah, as the, I've, I've got the footage and stuff, which I keep yeah. meaning to but compile it into an article and stuff yeah. that people can use for reference, but it's just finding yeah. the time to do it. But there was one particular satellite that, it literally looks like some kind of shape-shifting blue and red thing that yes. just, just, you know, know twisting you around as it goes through the sky. But yeah. if you zoom in on it, that's what it looks like. But yeah, it, it, it's I, I then found out satellite trackers used a satellite tracker, and, and it, and it yeah. appears to be a satellite. So you can, uh, you can you can sort of rule that out. And there's another yeah. one where I saw this um, three-pointed triangle um, in the distance. Oh. And I was like red, red lights, and I was like, "Wow, yeah. this is it! This is the big one!" <laughs> Here we go! And then it turns out they were just street lights um, in oh, the distance, because the, the lights they went from red to like orange. They must start red or something. Oh, yeah, or they just they, yeah, they go, red, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, know I don't really know. But the old ones started, used to do that, yeah. Yeah, they started off red and then it, it yeah. kind of went to orange as, as uh, time went along. Yeah. But yeah, I was gutted about that one because it looked exactly like a triangle and I thought yeah. oh, maybe this is the and one. Perspective but... can really mess with you, can't it? With what's ground, what's if you're not in a flat area like Lincolnshire, you know, it's pretty obvious in Lincolnshire what's the ground and what's the sky because there's no hills, you know, really. Yeah. So, you know, but yeah, when you're in hillier places, that could really mess with you or you're looking down over a bay or something and it's more sea than you realise and stuff. But yeah, yeah, totally get how you could do that. I've looked at things out the window all the time and gone, <gasps> and then it's just been the planet that's there all the time. But I've mm. sworn it's moved, and I think that's just my eyes messing up, you know. But I did see something one night that I can't explain yet, and it, I thought it was a satellite coming up. So I was like, hey, here we go. And then I was like, oh, no, it's just a satellite. But as it moved up, it was silent and everything. It's probably quite high up. It could have been a drone, I guess. Had just like a little light on it, and then it sort of, came over and then did a bit of a loop and then went a different direction so I thought right well that isn't a satellite then and I don't know if it didn't have a light cut a brighter light come on at one point so I'm not sure what that was but it's so high I couldn't hear a helicopter but I don't know what height you can hear things and you can't so yeah, yeah it's really tricky isn't it there's one actually that I'm going to be doing a, an episode on at some point yeah the Glossop Triangle, which is Ooh. something that uh, something that I had sent to me from one of the listeners, yeah. um, and that that's kind of probably the 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 most interesting thing that that I've seen footage wise yeah. that you know somebody sent or whatever, right. and that that's like um, a, a perfect three pointed triangle that just moves across the sky and doesn't appear to be anything that resembles a plane because we've seen the the exact same um you know the same the same angle of the camera same settings and everything we've got planes for reference there was nothing on there was nothing on um like flight trackers or satellite trackers or anything so that's an interesting one i'll I'll say more about that in the future as as we uh go along so I was going to ask you as well about yeah. crop crop circles. Yeah. So it's something mm. that, again, I remember hearing about a lot in the UK particularly. I think it's yeah. quite a heavily UK thing, isn't it? I, yeah. mean, I don't know. I may be wrong on that. Perhaps they do exist elsewhere in the world as well. But I just remember growing up hearing about crop circles a lot. And I think yeah. there was a program on TV about it and whatnot. And, and yeah. then that's really not something that's very much a part of the conversation so much these days. Like you don't hear Lou Elizondo talking about crop circles and stuff very often. No, I've, I've heard... seen a bit in the community about it, but yeah. Yeah, bits and bats. There's still people looking into it, definitely. Um, but it's like um, 
you know, do you think perhaps it's because of the the known fakes that came out, like uh, you know, over the years that that people are, are put off because the waters are a bit muddy, or do you think there's anything, you know, actually anomalous going on there? What yeah, again, I thoughts? think it's one of those things where that you know hoaxes came out. There was a couple of old dudes, weren't there, doing it in the UK with a board and that, and I think that put people off. So yeah, like with me. Again, I kind of looked at those things, went, oh, that's cool. That's interesting. Oh, it's all hoaxes. Well, maybe it wasn't. Maybe I was a bit quick, you know. And I think now when people have brought it up, especially some of the sort of weird geometry stuff and some of the kind of links they make to UAP sort of things, I just think, yeah, maybe I shouldn't be discounting these things so quickly. So I don't, I'm not sure. I know there's been sort of research has done, been done allegedly into you know, electromagnetic fields within these, things about the weird way the stems are bent and stuff. I don't know. I can't substantiate all that either way. I'm not sure what to make of it really. You know, I haven't experienced it enough myself to know, but I I certainly think it shouldn't be discounted because it's pretty weird and it's, you know, it'd be pretty difficult to do. You know, I've done art things. I know how difficult it is to do big stuff, especially like that. You know, I'm not really sure. Yeah, it's one of those very weird ones, isn't it, where you just think... Surely it can't be real, is it? Yeah. Yeah. It's, I mean, it's one of them. Even, even if it's completely fake and it's done by artists, like hats it's off awesome, to them because they do a good job. Yeah. <laughs> like, I feel I a bit bad for the farmers whose crops are getting damaged, but the actual things that they managed to create are pretty amazing, really, yeah. whoever it is who's creating them, you know. Yeah. Well, don't feel too bad. I know some farmers and um, that we rent some land off and they were going to do their own. So just to get people to come and have a look. So. Really? Know, yeah, I think it could be a sort of, you know, diversification business income thing for them now, maybe. So I don't know. I'm not saying farmers do all crop circles. I just know <laughs> some have thought about doing their own or did their own, perhaps. Yeah. Some talented farmers out there, if that's the case. Well, they weren't like, you know, the geometric shapes you see on those amazing ones. I think that was just literally a circle, but yeah. still, you know, still interested. Yeah. Well, I don't yeah. know. Yeah. I'd love them to be real, you know, and be created by something else. It'd be amazing, wouldn't it? But yeah. It's one of them, isn't it? If you see a if you see a, a, a cafe open up on a farm and a crop circle yeah. appears around about the same time, it's pretty yeah. obvious uh, exactly. <laughs> how that one happened, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, I'll let you know if they open up one round here. <laughs> yeah. So th- there's a lot of exciting areas to keep an mm. eye on this year in, in yeah. the UFO topic. It's a, a big year, as everybody keeps saying, like Luella Zondo keeps mentioning, so, this is going to yeah. be a big year. And I yeah. hear that all the time. Jazz so, Shaw, yeah. He's a yeah, man. where do you reckon the topic's going this year? Do you think there's any areas in particular to keep an eye on? Or Well, obviously the plasma thing I'm obsessed with, so that'll be one for me, <laughs> you know, see if there's any mentions of plasma on anything. Um, but yeah, I, I, you know, I'd be interested to see if like more report stuff comes out, you know, if they're reporting to Congress, you know, Congress allegedly in America are getting a little bit, you know, peeved with the sort of lack of info or the blocking of some info. So I, I really kind of want to see that kick off, if I'm honest. And, you know, I want to see progress. I, you know, <clears throat> Lou Elizondo speaks about maybe we're at a point now it can't really go backwards. The, the cat's too far out of the bag. You know, God, I, you know, I really hope that's true. So I'm hoping we'll get more info out. But I think some people's expectations are a little bit unrealistic. You know, I think they expect to get everything released. It's not going to happen, is it? But I think there'll be more stuff. I hope so. You know, and I hope we get like explanations of like what that metallic blimp series was and all that, you know, the acorn, those kind of mm. ones. So there's a few questions I'd like clearing up, but I don't know. I don't know what to expect, really, because it's been so unexpected already, hasn't it? And we haven't expected to get to this point. But, yeah, it's taken 70-odd years, so it leaves you, like, feeling like, dare I expect anything? (laughs) 
you've got to think there's going to be some footage mm. or a new case that's oh, brewing yeah. behind the scenes. Like Jeremy Corbell might drop yeah. something, or this so. famous, you know, the triangle video that everybody talks about. You yes, know, there's yeah, a lot of these nice. things rumored, isn't there? And you've got mm-hmm. to think like it's been some time now, hasn't it, since the the last kind of new yeah. bit of footage came out? So yeah. Cubing a sphere, you know, that's one I think a lot of people would like to see. <laughs> so, yeah. Well, that's it, yeah. though, isn't it? If, I mean, particularly with something like a cube in a sphere, like, or, a, mm-hmm. or a triangle, it's pretty obvious, that, isn't it, that it's not just like a balloon or something like that. Well, I suppose, yeah, again, maybe. there's always yeah. going to be the, <laughs> people who say it's a like, seagull. Mm, well, yeah, exactly. Yeah. I was, I was uh, like ripping into Mick a bit the other day. Mick was saying, it, you know, he's saying, what's this? You know, and it was some seagull. So I was just saying, it's your familiars, Mick. You know? Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, I just make out he's like obsessed with seagulls, but you know, I like to like involve him and chat to him and not kind of be mean to him because I think you need all those voices in there, don't you? You know what? Yeah, I think exactly the same. And and obviously, I know a lot of people, um, you know, really can't stand Mick West and stuff like that. But um, I I do think you don't you you want to avoid that echo chamber thing, don't you? You know, and and having people like Mick West. Yeah, I I think of Mick West as like, um, you know, like a bit of a kind of a, the canary in the in the coal mine yeah. you know like yeah. if 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 mick west is convinced by a case then that yeah. means you've really got something good on your hands yeah. kind of thing yeah that's you it know. And I, you know mick kind of like i think he he says things the wrong way he probably winds people up unnecessarily sometimes just by the way he says things but sometimes what he's trying to sort of you know the point he's trying to make is usually right even if the all of it isn't right you know sort of that he's explaining he's, he's just trying to say look you know can we take this as that? You know, we don't want to jump to these conclusions. This is presented as that. People are saying this. It, that hasn't been said about this video. And he, I like that kind of approach. And, you know, when Chris Leto has, like, looked at things with him and actually agreed on stuff, it's made me think, well, yeah, maybe he's got something to bring to the table. You need that. You can't just have everybody like, it's aliens, you know, and mm. you've got to have a bit of balance. You've got to, you know, but... Again, it goes back to that thing of like being nice to people, being friendly, trying to work together collaboratively and not kind of just slag people off, which does happen, doesn't it? You know, and I think that's a bit much, you know. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I've I've got a pretty strict policy of interacting with people on Twitter where yeah. I'll, I've never, you know, insult anybody and never I've never even sworn on Twitter, I don't yeah. think. And, well done. You know, that is I'm not, pretty good. Not going. necessarily like that in day-to-day life, but I kind of <laughs> had a, a policy of, you know, if I'm going to start debating people, I don't want it to turn nasty. I'm going to yeah. be pleasant with everyone, even yeah. if I totally disagree with them and that kind of thing. Yeah. Yeah, it's, I think that's the the way that you you have to be. But with with yeah. Mick West as well, it's like the thing is, is that what I've seen with Mick West and a few other skeptics as well um, is that it pushes people to come up with better explanations for exactly. things. Yeah. Like the the Alpha Check video about the Nimitz case, yeah. um, where he made a really really good thorough analysis video with simulations yeah. and all kinds of stuff. Yes. That may have never happened if it wasn't for Mick West. So he, yes, you know, is that Dave Falch? Is that Alpha Check? Uh, no, it's that- a, Alpha Check. Yeah, I, I'm not sure he has a real name. I've, I've I think seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah, yeah. He, he's done a few um, yeah. like Nimitz analysis uh, videos and yeah. really, really good. And there's there's a couple of others as well where you know people have have been in, inspired sort of accidentally yeah. by Mick West to come up with really, really good exactly, content. Yeah. You know, yeah, and also you know things like glare and parallax. You know, I wouldn't know about those if it wasn't for Mick West banging on about them. So even if he's not right in all instances, he's made me aware of more things. You know, could that be that? You know, what am I looking at here? 
you know, and it's so easy in it to be presented something and go, oh, that's a UFO, that's aliens. <laughs> you know, what you want to be thinking is, right, what is it we're looking at? What's been said? You know, and just be kind of scientific about it. And that's all I think he's trying to say, really. But maybe it's just, yeah, the the wording sometimes. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. It's, it's just, it's good to have as, from my point of view, it's good to have as many, you know, uh, different viewpoints on this yeah. stuff uh, as yeah. possible. The the thing I draw a line at is the sort of trolling side of it. You know, there's yeah, certain people yeah. who kind of they specifically post stuff to kind of stir the pot, and I don't like that so much. Yes, but, um, yeah, I've you know, a few as, bits uh, like that. Yeah, as, as long as it's uh, you know analysis and things, I welcome all all yeah. viewpoints really. But That's it. Yeah. When we're talking about photographs or yeah. videos and things like that, the potential yeah. of do you think we're ever going to see that like smoking gun type of footage, uh, or do you think whatever footage comes out, somebody will find a, a you know a, a debunker explanation for it? Yeah, I mean, I think there's like some problems with sort of pictures and footage in a number of ways. I think you know you get all these people who say no, it's filmed on a potato when it's actually infrared. And that's what it looks like because you're seeing something that isn't light or whatever, you know. So there's those problems. There's also like, you know, the the phenomenon itself, you know, when you're trying to photograph something that's weird and doesn't have defined edges, you know, say if it's plasma or whatever it is or light, maybe it's never going to be clear, you know. So there's that problem. So people moaning about we until we get clear pictures, maybe you'll never get a clear picture. You can't get a clear picture of lots of things. So, you know, try getting a clear picture of the sun with a normal camera, you know, good luck. So I just think there's those issues with that. And then, yeah, will we get something? I mean, if it's from the government, will it come out even? Oh, it's so difficult. This is where Galileo Project, you know, gosh, I hope it really comes up with some good stuff. But I think he was saying it might be two years before they get a decent picture. And then they've got to anal- analyze it. They've got to then, you know, look at it and have experts look at it and say, what could this be? Could it be this? And then just come to a probability of it might not be this or it might not be that. So it's going to take yonks, isn't it? And that's what people get frustrated with. But yeah, I don't know. I hope there would be. You know, I'm not even sure about some of the stuff that's been released from the Pentagon. I'm trying to be level headed about it, having gone, oh my God, it's a UFO. Now I'm thinking, look at what they've said about it. They haven't really said anything either way much about it. So. I'm just trying to, you know, be reserved about it, but kind of excited on the inside. So, but yeah, I'd, with pictures and videos, I don't know. I mean, the turkey stuff really fascinates me after seeing Chris Leto's video, because I thought that was debunked by Mick West and I accepted that. And then when Chris Leto went into it, I was just like, holy crap, you know, <laughs> what? Yeah. <laughs> so, well, yeah. I, I was exactly the same with the uh, yeah. with the turkey video. I, mm-hmm. I saw the um, the image that goes around of the cruise ship, front of a cruise ship. Yeah. I don't know if you've seen that one. I have seen it, and that's what made me dismiss it all and go, yeah. oh, it's that. And, it, you know, that was really rubbish of me. I didn't like – I just accepted that. So Yeah, I was exactly the same. Yeah. I, it's one of them. I just sort of thought, well, I'll, I'll accept it as debunked until I have yeah. a chance to do my own deep dive into it. And yeah, then which you'd never I, do, have, you know, do you? You don't have unlimited time, you know. Yeah, that, well, I, I've been putting it off, and then I, I saw, like you say, Chris's video. Um, yeah. And uh, I, I know Chris, I've had him on the show oh, before. He's great. Um, I'm actually this. talking to him again in a couple of days as well about some oh, yeah. stuff with the Nimitz so that would be cool um, but yes I saw his uh, video on the, the Turkey UFO and I was like oh wow okay so yeah. maybe there is something more to him and Chris really went into the analysis of like the yeah. moon phase and mm-hmm. you know working out all the angles and the distances and things yeah yeah and yeah I, I mean I have no idea what's going on with that like it seems a pretty amazing bit of footage doesn't it yeah yeah I just I don't, yeah again then you don't know what to make because you're like well you know, he can't debunk it. It seems to have been checked out more thoroughly than we all thought. 
before Chris Leto even analysed it. And he's looking at it objectively. So now it's like, what? (laughs) I'm not sure about occupants, just for the record, you know. But, you know, it's a long way off. Light can be funny, but... Yeah, the the occupants thing is... is When I did a video... uh, Not video, uh, a podcast episode Mm -hmm. uh, at Christmas. Christmas turkey. Oh, yeah, nice. Um, (laughs) Very good. (laughs) Yeah, so um, um, when I did that, um, I actually spoke to Chris a bit to try and get get him to do some pilot-type calculations to help out with uh, my analysis of it. And the main thing that we both kind of concluded was that occupants is very dubious indeed because if you work out the actual um, the size of the occupant relative to the craft based on the estimated distance, that would mean that – because it looks a bit like a figure – but based yeah. on the actual dimensions, that figure would have to be about 20 foot tall, which doesn't yeah. actually equate, does it? So I think personally, I think definitely weird, really interesting. But like you said, the occupants is, is a bit, I think that's a bit of a dubious yeah. connection. Really, I think it goes to that that sort of um, thing about how we're so, um, what's the word, um, anthropocentric, is it? You know, sort of we're just, we're so human centered in our thinking about this topic and we're thinking there's people in it. Whereas that could be like black balls of metal that are swinging on something and just obscuring the light now and then. We don't know what they've got in there, if that is something, you know, from elsewhere. So I think we just imagine, well, we go in planes, we walk about on ships and in planes, that's what's happening. We don't know that, you know, it could be anything, couldn't it? So, you know, I just I just try to be, try and just imagine the weirdest stuff I can to try and break myself out of that human kind of thinking about things. Yeah, and it's it's that whole thing we talked about earlier as well. If we're dealing with some kind of intelligence that may have, you know, be a million years ahead of where we are now, yeah, you know, bearing in mind they may not have even had a similar path to us in terms <clears throat> of you know yeah. the technology. They, they may have never stumbled across the same materials as us. They may have gone yeah. down a completely different tangent, you know. Yeah, and they might not be physical, so they may not it, have needed it, to make physical things. We don't ex- know exactly. They? Yeah, I mean that it's just it's impossible to get your head around. It's the thing yeah. that the, the old classic thing of like if you went back five hundred years and showed a human being an iPhone, yeah. they wouldn't have been able to make head nor tail of it, would they? they might have no, and you won't be able to explain it either to them, would you? You know, yeah, so, they'd probably just yeah. be terrified of it and destroy yeah. it and blah blah blah. They'd probably and, have hung you. Yeah, 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 exactly. <laughs> yeah. So, so when we're seeing things like, yeah. uh, you know, a craft, we assume that it's like a, a vehicle with a person inside, but it, it may yeah. be so much weirder <clears throat> than that that it's just impossible for us to actually get our heads around. Exactly, and it's, it's I find it really interesting when people like Lou Elizondo do mention craft because I think, well, you know, I trust what he knows and what he's saying. I am on the Lou bandwagon if people want to put it that way you know I think a lot of people are quite anti but you know I believe him I think what he thinks has come from his work and his research and he doesn't jump to conclusions he's got a scientific background he's he wouldn't say anything if he didn't know and he wanted you know he wanted to be sure about stuff so I think when he says craft he knows damn well they're looking at some craft you know where that's from I don't know but that's why it's interesting and then I just sort of I'm often saying well what if it's a ball of light how do we know it's a craft it might just be an entity or a hologram or you know we don't know do we so that's interesting to me the sort of language so I think there must be some craft that are something weird 
Yeah, it's a good point. And, and funnily enough, I've been talking about that as well recently with the evolution of the language that, that yeah. Lou and Chris have used. And obviously, you'd have to think that Lou and Chris are very close coordinated <clears throat> in what they talk about. Yeah. And they say everything's got a very specific reason, hasn't it, yeah. that they say. It initially was, um, we don't know what they are. And then that, yeah. that language kind of evolved to uh, vehicles and, and craft. Yeah. And now they're just very openly saying, um, uh, Chris Mellon said a few times recently that the uh, extraterrestrial high hypothesis is the one that best fits the data and they're yeah. talking about craft and vehicles um, yeah. really really they're using those specific terms so it's yeah it does kind of make you think how do they <clears throat> know that they are craft like you say yeah i wonder, wonder what it is that they've seen uh-huh. behind the scenes yeah. that points them to that conclusion you know yeah 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 you've got to really look haven't you at what people say and what it can mean and who they are and what that person would mean by saying that a lot you know you have to really in the absence of firm information <laughs> that's sometimes all we have but yeah you're right exactly yeah exactly if someone's mentioning it it pricks my ears up even if it's et stuff that i think sounds pretty far out i mean to be honest as well after looking at it again for a couple of years i think god i hope it is et and it's that simple because <laughs> we can get that you know that would be great it would be just the obvious one so that's cool yeah. <laughs> i suppose there's that whole thing as well of there might be you know, again, if you consider the vastness of the universe and what have you, yeah. there might be multiple different intelligences that have managed to send yeah, something yeah, yeah. here to the Absolutely. earth or whatever. Yeah, some yeah. of them may be physical craft, yeah. some of them may be non-physical craft. The physical craft might have some kind of non-physical probes they can send mm-hmm. out, so they could be all linked together. It's, <clears> again, I'm not saying that any of that is the case. I've got not, no evidence yeah. for that, but you know, if you if you are willing to speculate, it's it could yeah. be a combination of all of that stuff, couldn't it? That's what I think. That's exactly the kind of stuff I sort of think about. You know, I think, right, so there's this. What if you combine that with that? What if you combine the idea of a probe with, you know, yeah, E.T., probe with dolphins? You know, I just try and, like, yeah, think about them all and cross them over just to see if there's some weird thing. Because, you know, often with these things, it's something we haven't thought of or it's weirder than we thought. So you've got to kind of prepare your mind and, like, just do thought experiments all the time, haven't you, with what it could be? You know, I thought about things like people who have passed on into a different realm, if you like, spiritually. Could it be that? Could it be my granddad hovering about? You know, you've got to consider everything if you don't know. So otherwise you're just going, no. <laughs> yeah, that's it. There's so much that we don't understand yeah. about the universe, isn't it? And it, obviously, like, it would be completely arrogant to assume. Yeah. yeah, we know everything about physics now, so we can safely say that it's definitely not this because it's yeah. probably wrong about a lot of things, you know. Yeah, we've noticed, um, even my fella and I, since going to school in the 80s, there's so many things we were taught at school that now is totally different in science, you know, yeah. absolute makes a nonsense of what we were taught. You know, it's things like nothing could live at the bottom of the Mariana Trench because it's too deep, the pressure's too high, you know, and then they found things. Nothing could live in the ice. Oh, they found those weird worms that live in the ice. So it just makes you think, yeah, a lot of things are possible that we thought weren't. Yeah. it's the, it, Like Lou Elizondo has said a few times as well, it's like, you know, 500 years ago, they used to look out at the ocean and yeah. they had no idea what was across there. Well, maybe not 500, maybe a bit yeah. further back than that. Well, but, yeah, yeah. And then there was these yeah. stories of like weird sea monsters and things like, but yeah. actually they turned out they were just giant squid or like exactly. you know, things like that. And exactly. It, it's going to be a, a similar thing, I think, with this new yeah. frontier of, of sort of like things that we're discovering now, you know. Yeah, I hope so. You know, I hope it'll be kind of, you know, it seems to be like it's moving into the sort of, academic and scientific realm a little bit at least and people are pricking up their ears and thinking right this is something legit now at least the government's saying that but then at the same time you've got people who are being sectioned 
under mental health acts in the US for believing in UFOs when it's actually the law that they exist. So I think we've got a way to go. You know, it's just, you know, it's, it's gradually moving, isn't it? I don't know how the UK is going to be sort of in terms of dragging its heels along, but I just hope the US stuff is going to kind of push it for us a bit as well. And But you know what? British people like and the UK government. <laughs> yeah, we've we've got a bit of catching up to do, haven't uh, we, in, in, on this topic? I think at yeah. the moment. Yeah. It, one one thing I'd ask you, if if you didn't mind. Yeah, go ahead. As well, I always think I'd love to ask Lou Elizondo about this. Um, <clears throat> so you know, we like the report in America, and then we had our report in two thousand and nine. Um, so like ours kind of said probably a plasma weather phenomena we don't even understand, hmm. which you know, yeah, maybe maybe not. Then the US brings out their one last year. And I just think, how come they never alluded to the explanation we gave, given we're so tight-knit with our military and our culture? How come they didn't even say, oh, it could be something like the UK observed? Or was that total nonsense so the US wanted to be like, we don't know what it is? Or was maybe the plasma thing the way of the British saying, we don't know what it is, but we've got to give you something? Do you know what I mean? There's a disparity, isn't there? There, between yeah, there the is. Yeah, definitely. And really and it's there's there's a few sort of things there. Um, but like first of all, I, I wrote a letter to my MP actually saying, you know, yeah. the UK's position on on this stuff was what you outlined in the Condam report. Yeah. But bearing in mind that was 20 years ago, and since then things have changed quite significantly. Yeah, you know now because one of the things <clears> about that report was. Um, you know, there's no threat to national security, so we're not going to bother looking into it yeah. much further. But I think it also recommends that the military actually keep looking into it on the down low so that yes. they can potentially find out new things about it to use in, you know, the military tech or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that that was then, and that mm-hmm. was when there was no indications that it was any kind of threat to national security. But the Americans have now come out really clearly and said, actually, do you know what? This may be a threat to national security. It exactly. May, it may be a threat to yeah. to flights and you know even commercial flights and stuff. If there's things up there we don't understand, we have to make sure yeah. that we do get our heads around it and and, and understand. So there's yeah. there's that way of looking at it. Mm-hmm. Um, but in terms of why the US um, haven't referenced what was in the the uk one i think it's probably because like you say the uk one really was just saying there's definitely something going on we don't know what it is best explanation we can put forward because they probably have to put forward some kind of explanation so they've probably just gone might be a plasma thing yeah yeah, yeah. maybe they've they had some indications of some element of plasma being involved in in some way and they just kind of you know put that on the table and said look we don't know other than that you know so yeah. yeah, who knows? But um, I know it's weird, isn't it? It's really, yeah. you know, yeah. And in that um, Condine report, I haven't read all of it yet because I wanted to print it out, and then I realised that was like nigh on impossible because it's all a hundred pages, eight parts, you know, and stuff. But um, I noticed they they described the thing I'd looked at on the April twenty second thing that I'd passed to Ash Ellis. Um, they described a scenario of something they observed exactly like that, where things can pop up not in a formation, just randomly at the same time, all over the country, hundreds of miles apart. And I thought, that is interesting. So they've obviously done quite a lot of observation and work on this sort of thing, and it is a thing they've seen. So that made me like, what? You know, so yeah. that's my, that's when I started thinking maybe there is something in their report, but it's a bit of a nonsense explanation for everything as well. So, yeah, again, no answers. 
<laughs> You've got to think that as time goes along, they'll have to change that position because it is mm-hmm. becoming clearer that actually there is yeah. a possible national security threat. So the, exactly. the UK can't keep using that. There is no, no. national security concern because America no. are now saying the closest ally of the UK is now exactly. saying that there is possible threat. So we'll have to see how that pans yeah. out. But you know what? We're going to have to finish there. Oh, so no worries. Absolute pleasure uh, speaking to you. Yeah. It flew by that hour, didn't awesome. it? Awesome. And we didn't even have to discuss teaching music that much. So that's great. <laughs> yeah. That's that's it. Amazing. I'm doing that later anyway, so fun. Yeah, well, me, <laughs> me too. So, <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. So, yeah, um, can you just uh, let the listeners know how to find you on social media before we wrap up? Um, yeah, I'm on, um, oh gosh, I should have written this down. So I'm on um, Twitter and I'm so rubbish and old that I got a rubbish handle because I didn't realise you could alter them when I set it up. So I'm like thunder and then loads of numbers. Oh, you um, want me to shout them out? I've got it here. Have you? <laughs> Thank it's you, less thunder, rubbish than I am. Thunder 462-16520. Memorable. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Brilliant. Yeah. I'm also on YouTube as Thunderbird, but there's plenty of Thunderbirds on there. So uh, yeah, probably go via my Twitter. But uh, yeah, that's the main place to find me. I'm on Bandcamp and things with my music as well. But uh, yeah, but I'll chat to you soon about metal more as well. (laughs) The follow up (laughs) metal episode. That would be great. Yeah. (laughs) We need to get DJing on that as well because he likes his Sabbath and stuff. So yeah, that's it. All right. Brilliant. It's been an absolute pleasure. Oh, thanks so much. No problem. Awesome. Hope to speak to you again soon. Definitely. Oh, cheers, Rack. You have both been good podcasts.